Podcast, in case you got here by accident. This is episode 923, and I'm starting it off on, uh, what is it, a Thursday? Yeah, Thursday, November the 17th. And oh boy, does it feel like November. It is cold, boys and girls. I'm sitting in cell, front seat. It's 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, got the engine running and uh, the heater on and uh, trying to warm up a bit. <sighs> I can't imagine camping, you know. Now, we, we had our first snowfall. And boy, oh boy, it was only the last episode, the one before, when I was raving about these beautiful walks to Bluffers Park with the autumn leaves and how beautiful everything was in the blue sky. And bam, just like that, we got our first snowfall. And um, it's nasty and cold. And uh, the snow is stuck around. I thought it would disappear. Uh, very luckily, my wife was insistent on finishing all the raking. We got about another another dozen bags to go out to curbside for the pickup. Um, and uh, then the snow came. So there we are. Welcome to the weather report. But it's just uh, like as I walked from the front steps to the road trek in the driveway here, uh, I saw ice. And it's a weird, weird thing with this balance issue I have. It's terrifying. And like, you know, if you, you see a picture of an old person, then they're just tottering along so slow, step by step, baby steps, looking like so frail and they're going to fall. That's me now. And it's not it's not something my conscious mind is doing it's another level the signals are coming ice look out ice you can't stand on that and i realized yesterday when this came oh my god there go my beautiful walks because the winter and it, it just gets worse each winter for me with this neuropathy the balance and so on when you have to climb over a snowbank to get to something like just lifting your foot in the air and, and then coming down and needing it to be flat and even and stable and dry, uh, it's hard. So anyway, sorry, I, I don't want to whine. It's just this is what's happening in my head. I'm seeing this and they go, oh, shit, this really is a change of season. And as much as I love the snow and the beauty of it, um, it sure makes walking a hell of a lot more difficult. So there we go. Weather report finished. Moving on. Population on planet Earth has reached 8 billion. There are 8 billion humans on the planet. That is double the number from 1974. 1974 is well within my lifetime. Uh, you know, living out in Vancouver in 1974. Partying, you know, a young man. The population is now double. No wonder there's so much fuckery going on. And a lot of fucking, of course. You know, it just doesn't happen without that. Uh, but it just seems, you know, oh, oh wow, 
10 billion of us, and we're, and we're primitive animals. I mean, we're, we're beasts. We're nasty. Uh, there were only 3 billion of us in 1960. So when I was 12, not yet a teenager, there were only 3 billion people. Now we're almost triple that. Oh, my God. Um, so that's, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to say other than I think, wow, we got to keep that in check. And they, people seem to think the numbers are leveling off. But, of course, places like Nigeria... Well, they don't have the resources, they don't have the support, they don't have clean water, they don't have adequate food. This is where the population numbers are at their greatest. And the mindset is, if the more children we have, the better chance we have of one of them helping us out, the parents. And I remember 1982, Sister Annette Sullivan talking to the girls, saying, get educated, educate your children, have small families so that you can pay for their education. They will help you. You know, like getting, trying to get that message out. And this is a Catholic nun saying, don't have too many children. Good for her. They were great, great people. Anyway, I think I'm just going to leave that there. I, I mean, I, it, it scares me. Um, last night we watched a wonderful show, I guess, Wildlife. I think it must have been in Alaska. But it showed the fight over meat, you know, just to the fall is coming, winter's coming, and the animals have to get fat. And so there were bears, Kodiak bears, huge suckers, who need a lot of food for, to get them through the winter. And they're sort of challenging each other over a fallen prey. And then the... Uh, the wolves come in, and they were smart enough to sort of make mock attacks at the bears, a fraction, you know, I mean, way, way bigger than them. But they knew enough to draw them away, to get the bear to draw them away, and then they'd send another one in because they are hunting in packs to grab, you know, a, a gnarly leg or something and, and run off with it, uh, like tricking the bears, basically. Uh, it just, but <laughs> all it's telling you is that the fight for survival is primitive and basic and involves a lot of killing. And so when you hear like 8 billion, you're thinking, okay, that many wars, that boy, that, they, you could do, you could do a lot of fighting with 8 billion people. You could, you could slaughter a million and you wouldn't even notice it. And, and it's, 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 it's scary. And how do you educate the people and say, hey, look, it is in your long-term interest not to have so many children. What religion is fucking going to do that? Not the Catholics, not the Muslims. You know? Oh, Anyway, it's disturbing, but I, 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 <laughs> I don't have anything intelligent to say. I just, I just, it scares me. Eight billion sounds like a lot, and of course, it'll, it'll, it'll get higher. It'll get 10 billion, 12 billion. And who knows what, what will happen to the human race by then. Um, next topic, and I'm glad to say Jesse Brown on Canada Land talked about it today. There's a podcast you should check out. This particular episode, oh, I couldn't tell you the number, uh, but about Chinese interference in Canadian politics. Finally, finally, our, our Secret Service, uh, whichever one it is, is speaking up. They've arrested a... A Canadian, Chinese Canadian, in Quebec, for stealing secrets from uh, Hydro Quebec and selling them or sending them to Chinese universities. Research Canadians are doing on whatever technology. You know, Hydro Quebec is a huge corporation. They would have, you know, 
their science. And anyway, this fellow, graduate of Canadian universities, is working for the fucking Chinese goddamn government. This is after, if you ever watch, if you happen to watch the TV uh, on the last gathering where uh, Trudeau and the president of China exchanged words and the Chinese president, I forget his name, you know it, um, kind of is kind of put down, try to make a put down, like, hey, you know, we'll tell you when you can talk to us as an equal. Like, it was dismissive, you're just a puny little country. This is after, of course. Uh, they, you know, locked up two Canadians in retaliation for us holding, uh, what's her name? You know, all, all this history. Anyway, oh, God damn, I guess, I guess some people would hate it that I don't have facts and numbers in place. I'm just talking about there is espionage in Canada, China. It appears to treat us as a second-rate country, but it's there is proof money was funneled from China into Canadian politics. So this is separate from the spying issue. This is paying supporters and planting Chinese Canadians or whoever into Canadian offices and supporting certain people running for election, money funneled into their funds. So we haven't heard the last of that. This is just the start. But it's a scary thought. I mean, basically, we talk about you know, democracy and so on. But when you have other money being funneled in for certain campaigns, for certain people to uh, gain power. So they haven't released exactly the names of who, but somebody certainly knows them. Uh, and that's kind of scary, you know. And, and I mean, I, I could say the same about American interference in Canadian politics. So you, people might say, well, hey, why pick on the Chinese? Everybody's doing it. Canada's a weak target. And uh, we, in a lot of ways, we're kind of almost pathetic, you know, in, in the eyes of the rest of the world. And yet, we here in Canada think we're pretty damn wonderful. We live in peace. We get along. All nations, all religions, all languages. We can do it. Multiculturalism works here. We're good. But uh, not everybody uh, sees it that way. We have natural resources. We have a lot of land. Um, we're, we're ripe for picking. And uh, there we go. So I think I'm going to leave that to Chinese interference in Canadian politics. You do your own research on that, and you'll find lots of interesting information. Um, kind of related, you know, in a way, I was looking for something decent to watch uh, last night, and I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't up for a whole feature-length movie. So I love these little mini-series, TV series. And uh, I found one from England, and the ones from England are generally excellent. And this was called Secret State, TV miniseries from 2012. So it's 10 years old. And um, I watched episode four today. It started last night, and I'm, you know, and I was very disappointed when I went online to find out more about it. It's based on a book, a 1982 novel called A Very British Coup. I highly recommend it, except, damn it, I thought this was going to be like four or five seasons of eight episodes each season. No, there were apparently only four episodes, and I just watched the last one. <laughs> very, very disappointed. I was so into the characters and the story, I was ready for that, you know, to go on forever. Like the last one I watched, whose name I can't even remember. But uh, anyway, I, if you're looking for something and... Uh, you only need a few episodes. Watch Secret State. Very, very good. It was on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. 
Um, one more thing. I'm just going through notes, right? I just made some notes before I start rambling of things that, oh, I should talk about on this episode. I was, you know, trying to figure out my numbers for the Dixon James podcast, as I've mentioned before. Of You know, it appears I have, you know, very few listeners, and we already established this is this is just not something everybody has time for or even an interest in. And for sure, who the hell can give up an hour every week for this? I know the handful of you out there who do, and I'm grateful for it. But uh, I certainly understand why there wouldn't be too many others. So anyway, I was in the Apple computer, and I went back to find out, oh, there were some ratings. Teams out these ratings where this one is from 16 years ago. You know when they used to ask people to, uh, you know, especially every new podcast, to tell us, you know, that you like it, give us a rating, you know, give it a five-star rating on iTunes and so on. Well, I got a couple of five-star ratings in the early days, but this one goes back 16 years ago, uh, posted by somebody by Crux, and I don't know who that is. Anyway, whether stumbling back from the bar or tripping over gravestones, the Scarborough dude always reminds us to get the most out of every moment. Damn, I like that. Whether stumbling back from the bar or tripping over gravestones, the Scarborough dude always reminds us to get the most out of every moment. The podcast is an old steamer trunk full of voyages, musical treasures, and gnarly narratives. Spontaneous and human. Thank you so much, Crux, from 16 years ago. It was titled, I Dig the Dude. I dig the dude. So whoever you are, were I doubt that you're still around now, but if you were the person who wrote that, tell me, and uh, so I can thank you once again. Uh, oh, just delighted. That was so nice. Now, I've got another one. There are only a few. This one is from 12 years ago, and I should know, like I know this name, Heroes in Rehab, the blog, and I tried to Google it, and I could not find anything about Heroes in Rehab, the blog. And I knew it, and I know as soon as somebody tells me, I was like, oh, of course, of course. And like, it's somebody I know, but I don't know who now. Heroes in Rehab. So if that rings a bell, contact me, if you know or if you are that person. Um, titled, Easily My Favorite Podcast. Well, damn, that's pretty nice, isn't it? The Dixon Janes podcast is literally what happens when you take a self-published zine and turn it into a kind of home-produced audiobook version of itself. Wow. Wow. It is unlike any other podcast I have ever listened to. Definitely an acquired taste. You will hear little else beyond the ramblings in brackets, a term I use with affection, of the Scarborough dude and the bits of music he tosses in to tie his spoken word clips together. God damn, this is good. The dude can often be found podcasting in his natural habitat, sitting on a bench at Bluffers Park in Scarborough, Ontario, telling you about the things going on in his life. Topics he discusses range from the broadly political to the personal and mundane. But whether the dude is tackling world religions or the faulty electrical system in his car, his candor is complete. 
All is filtered through the lens of the dude's unique and personal worldview, making each week's episode something to look forward to and comes to feel like time you've scheduled to spend shooting the bull with a friend. Always thought-provoking, sometimes profane, occasionally funny. Each week brings a new, oddly subversive, honest, and irreverent journey through the world of the Hunter S. Thompson of podcasting. It's difficult to explain, but this quirky podcast, and this particular podcaster, has a personal charm that is unlike anything you've heard before. Well, God damn it, Heroes in Rehab, thank you so much for that. Boys and girls, I just got to tell you, stumbling upon that and reading those messages from the past. Now, I don't think uh, the show quite lives up to maybe those glowing words. Now, you know, I probably lost the edge I might have had. I don't know. But um, I'm still doing the same thing, and, and you know, that's what it is. So if, if you know, I lost leader, readers, listeners, sorry, from um, 10, 12, 16 years ago, that's okay. I'm glad you were there at that time and enjoyed it. That That's enough. And uh, for those of you who are still left and hanging in there, thank you. And uh, I will try and be deserving. I will try and keep your interest up. Now, that tells me I've got three minutes left if I, uh, if I stop at 20. Um, but I think I'll just stop there. I think I'll just stop there and... Uh, start again later on tomorrow i'm going to the only cafe with uh, john and the lovely lisa so you'll be hearing more about that i'm sure scarborough dude signing off from a very cold day here in scarborough bye for now My, my, will wait for me underneath the clear blue sky where the dog sits on the track of us by ma from gander guy I meet her every day and I know she's dinky-dye Where the dog sits on the tracker box five miles from Gundagai I think she's bonza and she reckons I'm good, eh? She is such a trimmer that I've entered her in the royal show My Mabel waits for me underneath the clear blue sky Where the dog sits on the tracker box five miles from Gundagai Sits on the tucker box five miles from Gundagai. I meet her every day and I know she's dinky die. Where the dog sits on the tucker box five miles from Gundagai. I think she's bonza and she reckons I'm good out. She's such a trimmer that I've entered her in the royal show. My Mabel waits for me underneath the clear blue sky. Where the dog sits on the tucker box five miles from Gundagai. Where the dog sits on the tucker box five miles from Gundagai. Okay, ready or not, here I am. Boys and girls, it is a Grey Cup Sunday here in Canada. 
Uh, I am very, very pissed off because CBC, our national broadcaster, does not have the rights to cover the Grey Cup, like our, our national football game, you know, such as it is. Uh, and you see, I mean, I can get on all the channels I have access to, I can get all kinds of American football games, but I cannot get um, coverage to watch the Grey Cup, which is like a, a family tradition, something you do in your home, you know, in, in the coming of winter. It's always, that's part of it. It's always cold and snowing and wild and uh, fun to watch. And I can't watch it because it's only covered by TSN, the Sports Network, which I understand was Canadian-owned. I was about to blame it on the Americans. But uh, they probably set a price that's so high, CBC... Uh, lost the rights, the same way they lost the rights for the Hockey Night in Canada tune. Um, they just can't afford it. The budget's not there. And I, I just find that outrageous. And I guess you can't really have government interference, you know, at that level of business to come and say you have to cover it. But what a disappointment. So I went to TSN. I thought, well, I'll just click the subscribe button and see. 20 bucks to get all kinds of sports channels, which I don't want and never watch it, never need it, um, because I'm not a big sports fan. So 20 bucks a month so that I could watch our Canadian final football game between Toronto Argonauts and the Winnipeg Jets, or Blue Bombers, sorry. <laughs> Jets is hockey. Uh, what a piss off! It just is a piss off, and it's kind of wrecked my uh, wrecked my Sunday plans. Um, I do have access via my um, uh, computer, my MacBook Air. I think I can get it on another another way, thanks to a friend. Not going to say any more, but not on the big TV. Which I want to put my feet up. Get a snack, open a beer, and watch the football game like Canadians are supposed to do. God damn it, eh? Sorry, it's not God's fault either. All right, let's move on. A couple of things I found. Our church, which I don't go to anymore. I have not gone for a long time and have no interest in rejoining. It was, you know, unless Greta Vosper was to suddenly come back. and That ain't going to happen. Uh, but this Sunday they were talking about uh, something to do with finding joy, playfulness, be play in your life. Play plays an important part, an important part of our lives, especially in these days of so much depressing news all around the world. Oh my God! Somebody got into a nightclub that was gay friendly, or trans or gay friendly. I don't know, and killed a lot of people and wounded many more and. The horror that you see every single day, and I'm still a little bit addicted to morning, noon, evening, night news. And uh, I know it's not healthy. I'm trying to break the habit or cut back anyway. Um, but it's uh, it's hard. Anyway, the idea is, hey, you need play in your life. And I do get quite a bit of play, so I, I'm balanced there. But this was about, well, where is the play thing? A wandering mind is an unhappy one. Okay, well, this is a different topic. <laughs> a wandering mind is an unhappy one. And this comes from Scientific American. New research underlines the wisdom of being absorbed in what you do. Now, what's hilarious about this? I'm always talking about Zen, you know, hey, be in the now. If you're washing the dishes, wash the dishes. That's exactly what this is about, only it's in Scientific American on a study they've done trying to measure happiness. 
We're happiest when we're thinking about what we're doing. A person who is ironing a shirt and thinking about ironing is happier than a person who is ironing and thinking about a sunny getaway. It is just so funny that, you know, some study, I can't even imagine the cost of it, you know, the the people behind it, the publication, the research, the test cases. Oh, my God. Uh, but there you go. If you're ironing, focus on ironing. And never mind dreaming of uh, being somewhere else or being rich and having paying somebody to do your ironing or whatever. Uh, the particular way you spend your day doesn't tell much about how happy you are. Okay, now this is important. The way you spend your day isn't an indicator of happiness. Mental presence, the matching of thought to action. The matching of thought to action, and there you go, Zen, how Zen can you get, uh, is a much better predictor of uh, happiness. There you go. There you go. All right, so we'll just park that. A wandering mind is an unhappy one. Just telling you, whatever you're doing, do it and be in that moment. Be with the thing you're doing. Just as I am when I'm podcasting, like, believe me. I, I can only be here now because I don't have, I mean, I've made some notes. Okay, there's something to talk about. But I don't have a script that I'm reading. I'm I'm just trusting my instincts to, to mouth off and carry on for 15, 20 minutes at a stretch. And it's fun. I am in this now. I'm sitting there in front of the road track, by the way. If you ask, where is your now now, buddy? Well, right now I'm sitting with my winter coat on in the front of the road track. It's a, it's a, it's a nice day, but it's cold. Uh, flurries coming down, not a heavy snow like they had in Buffalo, but uh, it's snowing. All right, so moving on. Uh, FIFA, today is also the, or, the opening day for the, uh, in Qatar, the World Cup soccer. And... Um, there's been a lot of controversy, you know, about the the people who were who built all the facilities over years from other countries, poorer countries, how badly they were treated working in the hot sun, not being paid enough, several people dying under working conditions and so on. So there's a backlash there um, that it's definitely not a gay-friendly place. This is a, a, an Arab nation with a strict Muslim code. No, 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 there's no room for gays here and don't even talk about it. But what's also interesting is just the day before the opening match, I think that's correct, or pretty close to it, um, they decided, sorry, no beer after all. You don't need beer while you're watching a, a soccer game. And that, that's going back against a promise that they had made, yes, there will be beer sales, alcohol sales. People like to have beer when they're watching soccer. But no, 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 not in Qatar. And, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that, except for the hypocrisy, because apparently in the very expensive seats, which are like $20,000, um, you'll be able to have beer if you want it or alcohol. So, you know, mm. anyway, there's a big, huge fuss. And then, of course, the head of FIFA complained that uh, it's not right for all these Western nations to try and foist their values onto uh, Qatar. It's not their business. And he went on in a one-hour rant to complain about he's been discriminated against because he had freckles when he was a kid and got teased. Fuck him. Oh, my God. But more to the point and the reason 
I'm even bringing this up, is people who have done research about uh, FIFA uh, likened it to the mafia and said, no, no, this, this is the most corrupt organization going. And they didn't hold back about it. And it makes you think, yeah, you know, why wouldn't people with, with you know, driven by money and profit do whatever they can to to muscle in there and have some control over who gets what and who pays what and where the money goes and flows. So I found that very interesting. FIFA is, or I mean, it was a blunt statement. FIFA is organized crime. Wow, that's a, that, that that to me was a real shake. Maybe some of you already knew that. I don't know. Oh, here's one I forgot to tell you about last time, and I find this very funny. Um, brownies, and we're not talking about the kind you eat or put a little marijuana in. We're talking about the girl guides and the stepping up stone, the equivalent of the Boy Scouts and Cubs. Well, you got girl guides and you got brownies. Well, a few people have complained that they don't like the name brownies. They don't want to be called brownies. I guess they got teased. Now, I used to think, I remember at elementary school, if the girls came to school in their brownie uniform, I thought it was pretty damn cute. And I liked the brown uniform. Yeah, that was sweet, you know. Hmm. Ah, hey, man, we're talking children here, you know. I'm just, and I was a child. It's not like an old man looking at brownies. Okay, let's get that clear, all right? All right, we're not going there. Uh, but they are no longer brownies. Uh, they've narrowed it down to two names. I don't know if they've announced it yet, but it is coming out. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say, I bet the new name for the brownies is not going to be Blackies, and it's not going to be Whiteies. And I don't even think it'll be Pinkies as much as I'd, I'd go with Pinkies. Oh, hey, no. Stereotypes. That's girls' color. So uh, we'll see what name they come up with. Stay tuned on your own. Do a little research. Find out what are brownies called now. Uh, I just think that's a hilarious story. Like, why? Come on. Like, really? Somebody's complained after all this time they can't be brownies? Because people have taken offense to the term. Maybe they've just been teased. Maybe they were brown-skinned. Who knows? Why? Uh. All right. Last thing, moving on. Last note about gratitude. This is from uh, our good friend, uh, what's his name, the person I listen to, Sam Harris. And Sam Harris has not only the podcast, but also um, things for, you know, getting, raising your level of awareness through meditation and so on and relaxation and all that stuff. He does a lot. He's got a lot going on. Uh, and this was a little talk about gratitude. And uh, I like it because I guess it's because Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, the American Thanksgiving, I guess, is it next weekend or is it this weekend? I, I haven't heard anything saying it's this weekend. So it must be next weekend. Whatever. Today is, do you, you need a date? Do you really need a date? It's... Three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, November 20th. Okay, back to where we were. Um, gratitude. Gratitude arises from paying attention, from being awake in the presence of everything that lives within and without and besides. Now, I don't get the besides part. Gratitude arises from paying attention. Okay, I get that. Paying attention is being aware, right? 
from being awake in the presence of everything that lives within and without and besides. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. These are not my words. This is a quote, and I don't get besides. If it's not within and it's not without, what's besides? I don't I don't know. All right, next, uh, next uh, quote. Gratitude ultimately stems from recognizing that we are miraculously part of something rather than nothing. Okay. We are miraculously part of something rather than nothing. I'm not, I'm not digging this as much as I thought I would. All right. Okay, now this part's good. We need not always seek out things to be grateful for, right? Thank you, God, for the supper I'm about to leave because I love green beans. They're my favorite. We, we don't, that's not part of the deal. We don't have to seek out things to be grateful for. We can instead discover a deep a priori state of thankfulness for the underlying gift of life and incarnation. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm just going to repeat. I'm going to let you figure this one out on your own, okay? I'm handing it over to you. I've picked something up. That's what I do when I'm surfing the net, when I'm doing things. I pick something up and I dish it out here and I'll serve it to you and you decide what you want to do with this. All right? We need not always seek out things to be grateful for. We can instead discover a deep a priori state of thankfulness for the underlying gift of life and incarnation. Okay. All right, boys and girls, that's uh, that's all I've got for notes. I've been, you know, I've been picking up lots of little bits of poems and things here and there uh, that are not on my uh, iPhone, which I'm holding now. So we'll leave it at that. 14 minutes. I could stop now, or I could uh, trust my instincts just to rattle on a, a little bit more, a little longer. I haven't been out all weekend, uh, and just because of it's it's cold and uh, we've had snow, uh, and there's been no real reason. I will get out next weekend. Um, gosh, without these notes, I hate to think I again because I was never dependent on notes in the past. Maybe, uh, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe I'm no longer trusting these inner instincts. The bit about gratitude, I did try to include that because it is the thing. It seems to be one of the central things in my life these past few years. A feeling of how blessed my life has been and what do I owe in return? How do I, how do I give back? And I know, I think in the last podcast when I talked about... Um, that special shop that I visited in Kensington Market. And the fellow said, just giving, sharing your joy and giving it, putting it back into the universe means more will come back to you. And I, and I do believe that. And it works with gratitude. If you are grateful, uh, you're sending out something positive. If it's genuine, if it's real, not like just the kids seeing his prayer because his mom told him to, but actually feeling gratitude that maybe that's certainly at least a good starting point. Um, I, I, I've realized or come to the conclusion, no, who I have to thank is, is fellow 
humans. I mean, gosh, I, if I do that, fellow humans, for making my life so comfortable, the fact that I'm sitting and I've got a heater and an engine, everything that I live in that makes human life so much more comfortable than it was ever in the past is thanks to the work of other human beings. The scientists, the doctors, the med, the, the, you know, everybody who's done everything. And, and those are the thanks I give when I'm driving in the road track and I'm thanking the engineers for banking the corners and the road workers for painting the solid line where you can't pass and so on. All, all of that is on the shoulders of people who have, who have worked, who are doing things and we're building on it. So it, you have to think the human race. But does it extend? Do we have to thank the animals? I'm not exposed to lions and alligators and things that could eat me and hurt me. Um, I've been exposed to malaria-infested insects, which aren't so nice and do nasty things to you. Um, But overall, I've been spared that. But beyond that, the cats and the dogs that I meet in life, like my particular cat now, who does, you know, will... When we sleep and I tuck my hand sort of under her belly and she puts her paw over to say, okay, we got a good thing going here, but I'm in control. And, you know, she's, she's, she's warm and it's lovely, but then I want to move, you know, and I want to take my hand out. Out come the claws, bam, the teeth will sink into my knuckle. There'll be a hiss, like a real angry, like she lets it be known, hey, that wasn't the deal. You know, I'm in control here. But I, I, I love her. <laughs> oh, I love that cat so much. I love her more for her wildness. The fact that she'll do that is not just a big fat tubby cat, which is fine. They're nice too. It sits in your lap and just purrs. No, no. This cat says, hey, I'm the boss. I, I'm, I'm a tough one here, you know. Feed me or I'm pissed off. And, and when I'm when she wants to go out... She'll turn and attack my feet, like, bam, swat at my ankles with her claws to, to make sure I'm going in the right direction to open the door for her. Like, she makes it clear, hey, hey, I need you. <laughs> Do what I need right now for me. So, you know, thanks thanks to cats and dogs. And every time you meet somebody's dog and it's a friendly, goofy dog and you, you want to pat their head and just, and they want to nuzzle up, you know, and it's just a beautiful thing too. So there is, you know, there is thanks to not just my fellow humans, but to the wonderful animals that we share this planet with. Okay, gosh, I guess that's about done. We're pretty well hit the 20-minute mark. I hope that wasn't a waste of your time. It certainly wasn't of mine because I am in the now right now as I'm doing this. There is no other now. I am in this moment, and it's fucking wonderful, and I'm very grateful, and it feels good. And we'll end on that happy fucking note. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, she's my baby. I don't mean baby. she's my baby. I don't mean baby. she my baby, my baby, my baby, She's the 
woman in red blue jeans She's a woman that's a queen of the teens She's a one a woman that I know She's a woman that loves me so She's my baby I don't mean baby She's a woman that's a god that beat And she's a woman with the flying feet She's the one a woman that I know She's the woman that loves me so Be-bop-a-loo-la, she's my baby Be-bop-a-loo-la, I don't mean baby Be-bop-a-loo-la, she's my baby doll, my baby doll, my baby doll I'm holding the mic, mics, very close to my mouth, so you might get some excess uh, lip-sounding noises. Uh, but I'm in a Tim Hortons, so it's kind of an experiment. Um, I'm in the comfortable chairs by the uh, fake fireplace. Um, this is a little Tim Hortons on the corner of uh, Kingston Road and uh, Markham Road. Uh, very close, I can see it from here, in fact, uh, to Silver Mile. Uh, it's the garage where I dropped the Toyota off this morning to see if they could fix my starting problem. It's been very reluctant to start. Uh, on a cold day, it's taken me up to ten tries, just turning that key, and the thing just won't fire. And they're one of the few trustworthy garages. The problem is everybody knows that. So there's a line of cars waiting to get in. And uh, basically, I was told, leave, leave the car and go home, uh, because uh, it'll be a while before they even get to look at it. And that's fair enough. And it's also, surprisingly, conveniently, I guess, around the corner from uh, where my wife works. So she said if I needed her car, I could just call her and she'd get it out of the garage and park it in front and I could drive off in it. Uh, my plan was just to take a bus up Markham Road and walk home which I still might do. But anyway, those are just details. This is why I'm talking to you from a Tim Hortons, because uh, ah, dark roast, medium dark roast, one cream. That's my standard. I asked for it to be served in a mug, and she said, no, we sell mugs, but we uh, we don't serve in mugs. Very few places do. I used to love getting the ceramic mug, you know, and, uh, and drinking from that. But... Uh, that's asking a little bit too much from a Tim Hortons. Um, 
I, I, this is a piece of information you don't need. I only have to voice it because I have to figure it out. Uh, I walked past a fish and chip place, and right in the, in the window was a big sign, breakfast special, four ninety five. And I thought, well, instead of going to Tim Hortons, it would cost me that much for like a coffee and a muffin or close to it. Why not go in and ask? And it, it had booths. It's a fish and chip place. So there's another customer there, a waitress who's certainly doing this for the money, not for the fun. Uh, an older lady and I thought yeah this is better give my money here uh, instead of uh, Tim Hortons but then when it came to coffee I figured well why would I have a coffee here when I can have a Tim Hortons coffee just the way I like so so I end up I'm spending a whole lot more money than planned the um, breakfast I certainly would not recommend the egg was perfectly done over easy Toast was right. They had marmalade. Uh, but the home fries were not exactly what you'd call home fries. Um, so I'll give that a pass. But it was just one of those things, hey, I'm walking by. And meanwhile, I also walked into the optometrist. Oh, i got to go. Hang on. Mush, mush. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm at Tim Hortons now. I'm just waiting. Oh well, they haven't. They haven't even looked at it yet. It's very busy. It's full of cars. Yeah. So, uh, but I can. I'll, if I, I, I can take the bus home, and I can get it either tomorrow morning or you know later today. Don't don't worry about it. So it's a big problem. No, no. It probably needs an adjustment or something. It's not a. It's not a big problem. It's just you know, I can start it, but it's just difficult to start. It takes too many tries. So instead of instead of there being a problem later on, I'm trying to get yeah, it fi- yeah, yeah. get get fixed now. And also, I'm I'm using I'm using them to put on the winter tires at the same time, so it saves it saves a trip. So yeah, if if I really get stuck or something, I'll call you. But I'm okay for now. Because after now, I have to attend. It's what? Okay. Sorry, it, it is too loud. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, because uh, in the afternoon, I have to do the program, so and uh, yeah, yeah. I cannot help you. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. But it's lunchtime now, so yeah. if you want to go home now, hmm. okay. you can go, because you don't know how long. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, that's good. If you can put it in front, that would be good. Uh, um, and okay. uh, how about if I uh, drive to Tim Hortons now, and then you can uh, drive back? Okay, I'm just yeah. Okay, um, no, I, I mean I can walk over if you just maybe uh, just just the key, right? No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I, I'll, 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 okay. I'll, uh, Okay. Um, well, I'm I'm inside Tim Hortons. I'm just just drinking a coffee now. Okay, I'll, I'll come to Tim Hortons. Okay. 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 Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Just uh, just jumping in here for a second. I uh, I want to finish this podcast, but I don't want to end it until I know what's happening with my car. Um, 
it's like it's a piece of information. It's part of my week. How much is this going to cost me? What was the problem? When am I going to get it back? You know, how is this going to get resolved? And I feel that's that's really important to share. It may be not make any difference in the world to you, but to me on this particular episode, I've got to include that. I've got to say, okay, hey, I'm out. I mean, that's why I'm out. That's why I'm sitting here at Bluffers Park now. With the wind, oh my God, the sea is rough. The huge waves smashing against the rock. Uh, I don't want to be out there. Uh, As you heard, my wife dropped off the car. So I've got her car now. And (laughs) I guess, I don't know, I guess I'll head home and uh, just uh, wait to hear. And then I'll share that with you. So stay tuned. From this point on, at some point you're going to hear what happened to the Toyota Yaris. What problem did it have? What was needed to get it fixed? And how much did it cost me? Oh, my God. Scarborough Dude signing up from Bluffers Park. Oh, my God. What a day. What a day. What a day. Bye for now. Okay. I've just started the timer. Uh, i got 11 minutes to go on this thing if I stick to my schedule. So I got a whole lot to get through in terms of notes. Um, Unsolicited advice. I get a lot from a particular friend who I've mentioned before. I won't mention the name again, although he's not a listener. Constantly sending me things that I should know. And the last one was about the garden and how to properly take care of it, how to winterize. And I just wrote back, I'm not interested, you know? And I got three more emails bouncing back. You know, why aren't you? It's your ignorance. You're stubborn. You know, do your part for the environment. You know, (sighs) do you have friends like that? Like, I don't have any other friend other than this friend who feels the need to do that, to correct me, to put me on the right track, and then to chastise me when I don't follow up on it. And man, oh man, it can burn you right up. Uh, and so then I just, you know, I, I'll go radio silence for a while and just, all right, I'm not, I'm not communicating anymore. I've just had enough. I made my point. I sent in return a uh, wonderful clip on sumo wrestling, knowing this person's a huge sports fan, but has no interest in sumo and said, you know, here's, here's in return. Thanks for the gardening tips. Here's something you won't like on sumo. Uh, it was a great clip. It was uh, just, I hadn't seen sumo for so long. What a sport. What a game. Anyway. Uh, I'll just leave it there. The Green Belt, Ford, Premier of Ontario, you know, promised to preserve it. Then he said, no, no, I'm going to put some other, save some other land, but we'll take what I promised not to develop on. We're going to develop that. And then we find out there's rich families, big wheeler dealers who have been buying up all this property all along, knowing, you know, if you get the right government in, you're going to get to capitalize on that and make a fortune developing properties. Fuck off. Eh? I mean, this is just, it's not funny. Like, this is this is serious stuff. And, and people are all up in arms about whether the teachers are going to go on strike or the education system is falling apart. But coming to the environment, and this is farmland, you know, that will not ever be farmland again. Um, here's somebody uh, who supported them. A vast 810,000 hectare area of farmland, forest, and wetland stretching from Niagara Falls to Peterborough. If you know your Ontario geography, that is a huge distance. 
marking it as off marking it as off limits to development, and it's now we're going to be a little more flexible at that. Yeah, you, you, my rich friends who support the the conservative party can develop land. All right, I'm just going to leave that there. Um, the Grey Cup game I watched. I, maybe I already mentioned it. By God, that was entertaining, even with all the mistakes, which I didn't even know were mistakes, but you know, errors. Uh, great fun. Too bad CBC didn't cover it. Um, the Iranian men's soccer, they stood and they refused to sing the national anthem. Hats off to those brave men who knows what they're going to face when they get back. And this is in support of the protests. The women largely are mounting against this government. Basically, it's Iranians saying, we want our government. We want our country back. We want our country back. I salute them. I don't have anything more to say about it. I, it's just sad because people will be killed, tortured, raped, thrown in jail for life, you know, for daring to challenge the word of the mighty mullahs and Khomeini's and everybody else. All right. Um, yesterday, supper time, I had a plan. The plan, I decided, no, nobody's going to like it. So uh, Nelko came home and said, uh, we'll do uh, we'll do tackles. She wasn't eating them. She was going to have something else for herself, something Japanese. Uh, you know, I think she's just watching her consumption. And the tacos are going to be for me. And I stand there, and I'm, okay, I can do it. But i I got to get all the stuff out of the fridge first. When I cook, I, I have to see everything in front of me. Every item, if it's an onion, a tomato, a green pepper, uh, cheese, whatever it is, everything has to be in front of me in a, in a place. So it has to be the area cleared, the ingredients in front of me. Then I have to read the box. Nalco just throws the box in the garbage. Chop, 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 fry, 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 fry. In no time at all, before I could do anything, I just, I stirred the, the hamburger meat. They're done. They're ready. And I cannot work at that speed. I can't. It's it's beyond me. Partly, you know, age is a factor, of course, 14 years difference. But it's also she's just, she's efficient. She can just do things. She just knows. She'd need to think about it. And I'm I'm you know without the box I I you know I I gotta read I gotta read I gotta I gotta read step by step. I just throwing that in there. I I won't say anything more about it. But it's just it's it's stunning. If this was on camera, it would have been interesting. This dumb dolt of a lunk of a husband reading the taco box, and he's made them a dozen times before, but still wants to go through the steps one by one, and she's just making them. Bam, done. They were excellent, by the way. Um, last thing. Oh, okay. Another TV show. I've been talking a lot about TV shows. How are we doing for time? Ah, oh, we got plenty of time. <laughs> oh, I, by the way, here, before I get to the TV show, I got my A&W large coffee. They're on sale $1 until November 30th. Now, I went to the close drive through one, and I remember last time they didn't have cream on the side, the little creamers. They had to put it in a separate cup. And I asked for cream on the side because I didn't want to drink it right away. I wanted to drive where I am now, Thompson Park. Thank you very much. Uh, So just cream on the side. I have a thing which I guess was designed to hold sauce or whatever. A huge container with a lid, uh, graphic packaging. And it seems such a shame. I'm going to have to take it home and wash it and reuse it because otherwise... Back to my friend who wants me to do the environmentally correct thing. What a waste. You know, I have the 
paper cup to start with, with a cardboard sleeve and the plastic lid, to have this big container for one shot of cream. Uh, I feel really bad, you know. Anyway, I'm enjoying the coffee. I needed the coffee. Last thing, the car. Remember I promised you I wouldn't wouldn't end, wouldn't end this podcast. That's why I waited till today, uh, whatever it is, the 22nd, to say what happened to the car. I'll tell you what I did when I when I after I paid my bill on my way out the door, I said, "I want you to know it's really great to know that there's a service car service garage where I can drop my car off and not have to worry about anything that I'm going to get a fair deal. Something to those words. It wasn't exactly it, but pretty close to it. And I, I said, I just want you to know that. And he was grateful. He was one of the owners. Uh, they're very, very busy. This is, uh, well, it's called Silver Mile. It's Kingston Road and uh, uh, Markham Road. They were tremendous. So what was the problem with the car? Why wouldn't it start? Dead battery. The battery was just old, and then I realized I, I keep records of every bit of servicing I've done for every vehicle, and it was about seven years ago or so that I had that battery replaced. So that's not too long a time. It has been a problem. I had to have it boosted once and recharged. It was replaced. So anyway, needed a new battery. Uh, he also said, your oil's pretty dirty. I think you need an oil change. I said, great. I also had put the winter tires on wheels in the back to uh, have the winter t- tires put on. And uh, so what else? They, they test and replace the battery. They install winter tires, lube oil, lube and oil service, all of that. Uh, there were parts, Delco battery, engine oil, oil filter, a gasket, and a long-life antifreeze, the uh, Dexcool added. Total bill uh, with tax, $392.05. Very fair. Excellent. And uh, I'm just grateful that that's all it took, just a new battery. So there you go. Update on the car. And um, I feel better about it. i got to keep this car alive. It's got 140, uh, what, uh, 146,000 kilometers on it now. I'm aiming for 160. Uh, just handy to have a spare vehicle so I could go to the park like I am today. It's beautiful. I'm going to have to get outside. I was going to record this, but it was just more comfortable sitting in the car with the windows down. And uh, sucking back on my big A&W, medium size, but medium looks awfully large. Coffee with one cream, it's, it's a pretty good deal. It's, it's not bad at all. I also get scolded by that same friend about uh, drinking these coffees. They're all crap. Also, when I, you know, we order from Pizza Pizza, and people say, well, Pizza Pizza is probably one of the worst franchises, but the particular one we go to, we've never been disappointed. It's on my app. It remembers the last order. I get points. I just push a couple of buttons. It's paid for. They tell me when to be picked up, and I drive in. I pick it up. There's no money exchange. It's already done. I walk home. It's an extra large. The, the toppings we had last time were, I guess, sun-dried tomatoes, spinach, um, what do you call all the mixed up, chopped up tomatoes and onions and stuff? Uh, I forget the spread. Uh, something else. Oh, and, and New York pepperoni. We all loved it. We all loved it. We're all happy. 
So why would this friend, you know... Oh, Peter, I'd never order from them. I tried them. They're shit, you know. It just, this person is fucking negative. And it really negative people. You know, who, you know, I'm talking to you and you've all got... There's not a person listening who doesn't have a friend who's got some negativity. And it can really fucking wear you down. I mean, it just, it just, it's too much. It's too much. So this is your truly, the Scarborough dude. On a sunny day, I'm going to go out and get a little exercise. Didn't bring my walking poles, but I can still get uh, maybe one loop around the park. And um, counting my blessings as, uh, as I try to do every day. Uh, and believe me, there's a whole lot more shit going on, but I'm not going to begin to unpack all of that because uh, you got another podcast coming up next week. So uh, stay tuned. See where we get to on that one, huh? Scarborough Dude, over and out. The bell didn't even go. We're in time. Bye for now. Oh, I didn't. Oh, where's the bell? Where's the bell? Get the bell. Get the bell. Get the bell. Here we are. That's it. And there's the timer. There's the timer. Perfect. Bye bye.